And today, I am here with Sebastian, and our editor Daniel has been insisting on this episode because we have so much more to discover about the Mexican culture and lifestyle. So hi, Sebastian. How are you today? Hi, Carolina. I'm doing really good. Amazing. Let's dive right into it. Tell me what is your story and what is your background? Um, well, first off, I am Mexican slash Canadian slash American. Um, my, both of my parents were born in Mexico City. Uh, they decided they wanted a better life, so they moved to America. And they wanted to go to, America, uh, to Canada afterwards, but I was kind of born in between. So like, <laughs> basically just after I was born, we moved to Canada with my older brother. Okay, so do your parents tell you stories about how they lived in Mexico and what does life look like there? My dad doesn't talk about it that much, but that's just the way he is. My mom, on the other hand, just talks about Mexico all the time. She loves all the traditions. She always talks about how like certain dances represent certain things. She like asks me like if I recognize like certain words or certain slang when we're watching media. She always like brings up certain like she always tries to show us different things so that we can experience our culture even if we're not necessarily at our home like mm -hmm. so can you tell me about some of the traditions that you guys still cultivate here in Canada uh well el dia de los muertos is the one that I can think of the, at the top of my head or the day of the dead which is like it's very famous thanks to like a lot of movies and representation and it's mainly about honoring our dead or like remembering the people who have passed away we just put people's pictures up on a, near like a kind of a mural and you put like the food that they loved often you'd go to their grave and put their food there and if you look at pictures online you could see how all of the all of the gravestones are just decorated and filled with candles it's so beautiful and there's also like a bunch of flower petals i forget what the flower is called But yeah, it's it's so beautiful. Like oftentimes the my favorite part about like seeing the traditions is how aesthetically beautiful it is. It just like you get the sense of like community and just richness and color and it make it kind of makes you like proud to be part of that identity. Mm, it sounds much more lively than like my usual day of the dead celebrations because for me it's like kind of sad all the time but it seems even from like movies and representation that it's kind of maybe celebration of life instead yeah more so than yeah death it's like a celebration of life and what their life was like my aunt passed away before i was born from uh brain cancer but my mom rarely talks about how sad that it. she usually talks about like, especially around the other she talks about like how much she inspired her or like how her view of life changed because of her and it's oftentimes that's the mindset just to remember those and what impact they left on you almost as if they were there right next to you which I think is really beautiful that's very beautiful I love it um so about the mindset of people in Mexico have you noticed like something different when you go and visit there or just the way they live okay um Oftentimes, like, especially in Canada, you kind of just mind about your own business. 
uh, when you're like shopping and stuff. But like in Mexico, everything is noisy. <laughs> Usually people are talking amongst each other. I could talk to a random stranger that I barely know. And like the marketplaces and stuff, you'll, it feels a lot more personal, I guess. Everybody has this kind of mutual understanding of each other. It feels like even in like the big city locations, there's still like a bunch of people walking around and it, it feels a little bit more connected than like somewhere like New York City, you know? Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit about other celebrations. What about like Christmas, for example? Oh, Christmas is beautiful. I mean, I've never been there personally during like in Mexico City where my parents are from uh, during Christmas, but I've seen pictures and like all the floats and stuff, all the flowers. There's another flower for Christmas. It's bright red. Once again, everything is beautiful. Even like in the small towns and stuff, people uh, gather together and sing carols and stuff. Obviously they're different than in English, all the food and everything. But in actuality, Christmas is not usually celebrated as much as the epiphany is later where you actually receive your gifts. Mm -hmm. So you talk about food and I want to ask you about that because like a few moments before the, the interview, you told me that burritos are not Mexican and I thought they are. So can you educate me a little bit about that? Okay. There's a couple of misconceptions people have with Mexican cuisine. They think that burritos are Mexican, which is not true. They are Tex-Mex or Texas Mexican. Um, there's also tacos duros or like hard shell tacos that you would buy from like superstore and stuff. But those are also not Mexican. They're um, usually with Mexicans, you would use corn tortillas or flour tortillas. Usually... The soft tortillas that you know are flour tortillas, but most common are corn, which are smaller and more yellow and wrinklier, and they're better. Mm. So do you make some of those at home? Uh, we don't make tortillas. We mainly go to Mexican town because my parents work in the U.S. and they just kind of buy stuff from there. Okay. Um, and I'm wondering about the stereotypes of the Mexican culture. Have you ever experienced any of that, any of that or have you heard about that in your life? I mean, it's sad, but yeah, like in elementary school, there were, that's where like stereotypes come like the prime most, right? People would always like ask me if I was a drug dealer, like when I was like 13 and stuff. They'd call me Pablo Escobar, who is, you know, he's Colombian, not Mexican, sorry. <laughs> um, they'd um, ask me, I would kind of like have this mentality where I thought it was normal And I didn't recognize it was harmful because, like, I was 13. I don't understand that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. So I would kind of play along with it. And I'd say stuff like, oh, yeah, I, I'm really good at swimming because I swam across the Detroit River to get to Canada. But, like, when I got older, I recognized, like, that's harmful. And that's all that people see. And it become, kind of, became kind of scary when I realized that. But now I've, like, I have a more of an understanding of it. And it's less scary. Have you figured out a way to deal with those mean comments? Um, oftentimes you gotta not let it hit you personally. You can tell people like you should educate yourself and stuff, but oftentimes you can only do so much. You can't change someone entirely. You have to recognize that your identity is your own. Nobody can fully understand that. And you have to learn to love all of your culture, just even like with its flaws. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Nobody is perfect. And I'm wondering... Can you like imagine like where does 
where does that negative emotion towards other people come from? Why, why do they even do that? Well, oftentimes people think that when there's a change or when a certain group of people is coming in, they're sort of a stranger, which is ironic because the Americans and Me Americans are not native to America and Mexicans are more native to America than Americans. But people think that somebody new coming into their country is a threat on their identity, that their lifestyle is going to affect their lifestyle. They feel like that their identity, their way of life is in danger. So they try to defend that. Um, they try to force people to fit into this kind of shell and they get like an other mentality. Like you're not like other Mexicans, you're successful. And they, through that, you kind of get this negative stereotypes that affects both. Like the Mexi Mexicans feel like this, they can't celebrate their culture. They feel as if like they're weird if they speak their language or they have an accent. And Americans assume that Mexicans are drug dealers or are like illegal immigrants because they associate um, Mexicans with this, with only the most outstanding and extreme evidence because that's the one that jumps out to you the most. So they automatically go to like, oh, you have borders or like you sell drugs. Mm, yeah, that, that is terrible because there are so many amazing things to celebrate. Like the way we have multicultural in our school everybody everybody loves it every single year totally. yeah so can you while we are like on this topic can you tell me a little about about the issues like in america the way like in the past few years there has been like groups of people that were against mexican people coming into the country i think we should say the name right now donald trump has kind of like pushed a lot of like negative feelings towards mexican people mm -hmm. but i don't think that like Trump was ever like this big bad man who would come and tell my parents that they aren't that they aren't like Americans the problem with like people like Trump is that they insinuate this extreme mentality and don't try to and don't speak about like whether or not to take extremes or people who or if they do people don't listen they feel as if their voice is being heard and that it is right to take those extremes to and mentalities like okay, yeah, Trump is on my side. He thinks that I should do this. So then they do that. Like, not necessarily violent behaviors, but also just, like, it's okay to think this. Like, it becomes easier to have more ignorance mm -hmm. because somebody in power said, like, this is right. It becomes normalized because, like, if the biggest person in the U.S. can say that, can be discriminatory, Like, I guess it's just, it's like in support of the people that believe in that, which is, it, it's, it's crazy to even think of something like that happening on the biggest, on the biggest like stage of politics. I mean, most often people don't even recognize that they are being racist. Like nobody's this mustache twirling villain who says, aha, I hate the Mexicans. <laughs> people have subtle behaviors that really affect you psychologically because you realize that that's how they see you. Like somebody crossing the street when you're walking down it or them taking like a double take or something, just stuff, subtle stuff like that mm -hmm. really makes you kind of like, really hurts you. And that's why representation in media and people talking about like how, um, talking about cultures are spreading like, uh, or destroying like misconceptions That's why that is so important. Mm, so what can we do? Do you know, like, 
to people that might do those small little behaviors that they're not even conscious of? Can you give some advice? Research. Uh, look at things like behaviors and stuff that you might be doing that you don't recognize is harmful or like when you think about something, make sure to examine that with like a little double take, like with a little bit of an open mind. I'm not saying that like you are racist and you are a problem and you need to stop being evil. No, you have to just, sometimes you don't even notice it. So you need to really be careful about what you're thinking and kind of question if that's the right mentality you should be having about this sort of situation. Mm -hmm. I'll always be open to new ideas. I think that's important. Yeah. Um, okay. And one of the things that I also wanted to ask you about, I know you, you went to Mexico a few times. So can you tell me about the environment and like, is it modernized? Like, what, what does it look like? Okay, well, when you say vacation and Mexico, people have this mentality, I like, have this image of like, lush beaches and forests and margaritas on the beach. <laughs> and like, clear sands and waters and yeah that's true some parts of Mexico are beautiful I've been to Cancun like once the other two times I've been to Mexico was mainly um with my family friends or I stayed at my grandma's so I got a much different view of Mexico like I went to a mega city which is not something you really associate with Mexican like vacation that much and uh, I also went to um Los Cabos in the north of Mexico, which was super hot, and <laughs> uh, we went out to the middle of the in the middle of the desert, and we stayed in this one like our family friends, their their family had this one quinta, which is like a little kind of um, inn sort of mm -hmm. thing that they owned in the middle of nowhere, and it had like a pool, and it had like it was like a little vacation home. And the shower smelled really weird. It was it was a strange experience. Um, in the middle but it was of also the desert? really in the middle. Yeah, in the middle of the desert. Like we were driving there, and then one time, like um, his name's Nazareth. He like he, he took a right turn. Like, oh, and I'm just like, where are we going? <laughs> and then we start like going out to the desert. And, like when we're, like five minutes like, after like a right turn, we show up to like this little quinta, which is like a, and it, it looks like a little mini castle almost. And then they open like the um, the doors and we're just there. And like, there's four separate little houses on like each corner. And you're like, oh, okay, I guess this is it. And it was not like five stars, but it was a lot of fun and very authentic. And I loved staying there, mm. even if the showers. <laughs> well, a little price to pay for a nice view. <laughs> Well, and the last question I wanted to ask you is you got to experience those two sides of the world. Let's say Mexico, Canada, maybe a little bit of the United States, right? And you see like the different people, the different cultures. What is like your biggest takeaway or lesson about the people or, or about the world? People are not so different across the world. They have the same, uh, they have like very similar mentalities, even if they have different cultures value community they value family they value success and they want to be well liked people are people regardless of what culture they come from even if you think that like this sort of culture perpetuates this sort of behavior that's 
very much not the case, especially um, with my experience with my own culture. Mm-hmm. They might approach it with a different way, but oftentimes that's perpetuated by cultural ideals or by um, if they're immigrants, that's what they think they need to do to fit in. Yeah, because most of the time it's generalization anyways, because you can find good and bad people everywhere, kind and mean people as well. So Yeah, everyone, there's no shortage of annoying people <laughs> in any part of the world. But there's no sh- shortage of good people as well. That is true. As I'm well. going to stand by it. Well, thank you so much, Sebastian, for being here with us today. Thanks for having me. It was a really nice time. Uh, uh, I had an amazing time, and I hope our listeners enjoyed it as well today. And I hope you got some lessons out of today's little discussion with Sebastian. And we will hear you next time. Bye.